Welcome to Criminality, the podcast we started because loving reality TV is not a crime. Melissa, we've said it once, we'll say it 55 more times at least. How are you? I'm good. How about you? <laughs> I'm really good. It's um, been one week since I picked you up at the airport. Mm-hmm. It's been one week. That's what I think of anytime I hear that. It's mm-hmm. been one week mm-hmm. since you rolled up <laughs> into LGA. Um, and I was thinking about how that could have been like a love at first sight disaster. Totally. We could have maybe had no chemistry in real I life. Know. Actually. I know. I was slightly anxious. Well, I mean, I think I was good pretty quickly. It was very, um, no, I was nervous. Can be honest. I was nervous <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but it was so much fun. Like immediately it was just fun and I loved hanging out with you. It was the best. It was the best. And I, I, a lot happened. We covered a lot of ground, literal mm-hmm. ground. We walked so much. We saw so much. And I do think it would be fun to chat about it and debrief, but maybe we'll save it for after the story. What do you think? I would love to. There's so many things to be said. There are. And we had, you know, it wasn't an altercation, but it got close. I know. I almost were, was involved in two altercations. Wait, what's the second I one? was a witness twice. Oh my gosh, that's the, right. Uh, it, yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. We have things to discuss. Um, we did make a really short little highlight reel um, on our Instagram of our trip, which you can watch. But if you want to hear more details about Melissa Takes Manhattan with Rebecca, mm-hmm. um, stick around to the end and we'll we'll chat about it and we'll really go through everything we saw and did, which was a lot. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Super fun. It was great having you. And um, the weather's a little better this week. Sorry to say. It was really nice last week. It was is very it a warm. Cooler? Yeah. This is like, mm-hmm. per- this is the weather I told you it would be. It's like that low humidity. You do need a jacket. Like you didn't need a jacket last week. We were hot a lot, but no. um, hey, mm-hmm. it didn't rain. So it we'll was great. It I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good. Well, speaking of the heat, we're going to heat things up today and we're going to be in your home state of Florida, Melissa. No Ooh. surprise. Yeah, because Miami, mm-hmm. I think, was one of my clues. Yes, yes it, it was. was. And since you're the Florida resident, have you been to Miami? I have been to Miami, but only two or three times. It's, And I've not been into any of the cool places. Like I've been to the airport. Okay. And you have to go there. Mandy and I, yeah. Mandy and I stayed there when we went to this show for I Mom So Hard, and she picked the Airbnb, yeah, and it was $35. I was very unfamiliar with Airbnb. Wait. So can you imagine? A night? A night. $35. You can see the beach outside, but you can also see lots of things you don't want to see. I didn't know how Airbnb worked, and after that, Mandy and I decided she's not allowed to (laughs) book any of them. It was, it's literally, I'll have to find the name of it. It's the second most haunted place, like known as the second most haunted place in the United States. The, the location of the Airbnb that she chose? Where we stayed. Well, it was like in a hotel. It's an old hotel, like Al Capone stayed there. Oh, that's cool. It, it was actually. a lot. Rebecca, the <laughs> ghosts were the least of my problems. It was the living I was terrified of in that building. It that's was fair. the scariest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so so my experience with Miami is not going to be what other people have experienced. And um, I'm excited to hear how the other half live. I want to hear more about the Airbnb. Like I want my mm. mafia ghosts, but like 
really high thread count and clean linens as well. <laughs> Can oh, we not have the both? The things I witnessed, the things I saw, the oh things I heard. Gosh. I prayed for a ghost to take me out. <laughs> I was just done. I was terrified. Okay. Well, the Miami we're going to hear about today is going to be different from that because we're talking real housewives of Miami, of course. And I have been to Miami twice. Um, and I have Ooh. to say, I like it. I'm not cool enough for it. I'm not a huge nightlife person. So you can imagine right. it's like Vegas. It's a little lost on me or it's like I'm a waste of space in Miami because I'm not fun. Mm-hmm. But I like Miami more than Vegas. Like I love the music. I love um, art. Like there's that big, oh, I don't want to say it, but like the art Basel, I think is how you say it. But that big okay. like art show every year that everybody goes to, like there's definitely in terms of Florida, no disrespect, I could get excited about a trip to Miami more than a couple other places. Careful. Careful. Okay. Stop it right there. Just, that's Nothing it. Else. That's all. Period. Don't End name of those places. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So today we're going to talk about a central figure in both the original cast of Real Housewives of Miami, seasons one, two, th- one, two, three is right. I was going to say one to three, but one, two, three, um, mm-hmm. which aired between the years of 2011 to 2014. And I'm going into some detail here because I know Real Housewives of Miami is a crapshoot. I know some people have watched it and like you, some people haven't yet. And mm. I'm going to make my agenda very upfront. There's nothing hidden about this. Everyone needs to watch it. And if you don't want to watch it by the end of this episode, I might have to throw the towel in or turn the mic off. Like, I feel like I've failed you. So listen with an open mind, but do as I say also. (laughs) Because it's just so good. So that original three seasons aired. And then just as soon as everybody saw them and they were here, they were gone. I did find a great uh, 10 or 11 minute recap of seasons one to three on YouTube. And I'm going to post that in the show notes for anyone who doesn't want to go back and watch all three. And for you, like, I think you could get the gist of who we're talking about, what the vibe is from this recap. Feel free to go back and watch all of them. The reboot is so fantastic and their budget increased and it's shot more like the girls trip, ultimate girls trip. It's just got that very cinematic. It's beautiful. And seasons one, two, three are not, it's, the mid 2000s and it shows and they did not have a big budget it looked bad like uncle with camcorder kind of style yeah I watched the first episode and it very much felt like Real Housewives of Orange County yes like first couple episodes we were like oh nothing looks good here it's almost hard to watch and these are beautiful women like they did not do them justice however they all look entirely different so that's kind of fun to note too like butts lips boobs completely new But today we're talking about a woman who has changed very little from season one. She still looks and acts like herself. I mean, she's got some of the cosmetic changes that we would expect, Mm -hmm. but she has like, she's one of those people that is true to herself, whether you care for that or not. She's the cast member who have been called by many, including Andy, the Teresa of Miami, (gasps) and who calls herself the Cuban Barbie. We're talking about Alexia Echevarria. Last time I'll say her last name. So before I get into the story, I really want to show you a clip. This is a clip heavy episode, Melissa, this story. Yay. Yeah, because I could listen to and watch these women. Like, I mean, this story took me a while to write just because I kept getting sucked into like watching them. So I want to give right. you this clip and I want listeners to hear the this scene to kind of frame Alexia and where we're starting in her story. It's actually from the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Thailand where Alexia was a member of the most recent girls trip. Um, But some of her past comes up 
And I just thought it would be a fun way to start. Go ahead and play that first clip. From you, because I'm not. And it just like amazes me that you talk so freely like about weed. I know it's legal. I know it's medically necessary, but like, I know you have children. I have children, obviously they're older. And I'm wondering like when they see you on television and you're, you know, smoking weed and you even shared that your daughter had found, you know, a paraphernalia or something where you had to have this conversation with her. How do you feel about that? So here's the thing. Do I want my daughter to find a pipe? No. I am me, and my kids no, accept it and love it. No, I'm not apologizing. We're yeah. getting off the topic. It's not about it's hard. being It's you. a hard balance. Because yes, it's not about being you. I think you're amazing. You have a 9-year-old and a 12-year-old. It's like a dangerous age, you know, where you're forming your children. And yeah. you're... Do you, are you talking about this like from experience because of your ex-husband? No, my ex-husband like... has nothing to do with this. I raised my children on my own. Are you judging? Yeah, I felt judged. No, no, I'm are not you... even judging. I really want to know because like, as you were sitting there yesterday after at the after party, when you were on the poll, and then the other night we went to the confessional and I'm super liberal. But you know, what always has stopped me, what are my kids gonna think of me? What is the example I'm giving them? I'm just surprised because you were married to a cartel member. Ooh, 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 okay, tell me more. I just, you know, Leah's not right a lot, but she nailed that. (laughs) Like, um, so, There we go. That's a good way to start because that's where we're going to start. And if Alexia thinks she's the Cuban Barbie, well, every Barbie needs a Ken and Alexia had hers. If by Ken, you mean a drug kingpin who helped build the largest cocaine empire in the world in the 1980s and 90s. Truly a love story for the ages. Here's how they met. Peter Rosello, known of course as Peggy, was a successful drug trafficker who worked for two notorious dealers, Willie Falcon and Sal Magluda. Willie and Sal were the head of this organization, and Peter was sort of their runner. He picked up drops. He did deliveries. If this was a corporate job, he was middle management. In the late 1980s, Peter was at this cafe diner in Miami having lunch with his brother, and he saw and noticed Alexia. Alexia is young. She's in her early 20s, and she's having lunch with an older man. And Peter and his brother are just commenting on this knockout blonde. She is quite noticeable. You'll see her behind me on my background. I will post these pictures of Instagram, but she's, you know, she catches your eye. Right. And the brother's like, oh my gosh, you got to say something to this girl. She's so beautiful. And he's like, she's clearly having lunch with her older husband. Like, let's relax. Mm-hmm. So he didn't say anything. He didn't approach her. But as fate would have it, they ended up at the same nightclub later that week because it's Miami and she's not with anyone and she doesn't have a wedding ring. And in fact, she was just having lunch with her dad at that diner. So she is very much single and quite ready to mingle. (laughs) Lucky for Peggy, Peter. Now, Peter has a lot of money at this point. His middle management role was earning him a quarter million dollars a month in 1988. My brain's going to explode. I can't. I know. Uh-uh. No. I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. So he approaches her and they start, I mean, they're like into each other, they're dancing and they start seeing each other right away. Casually, they're not exclusive, but they both admit this was pretty much love at first sight. And I mean, fair enough. Good looking couple, these two, like oh right behind me, yeah. just striking. Mm-hmm. This is a hot couple. I'll post pictures. Things move quickly. And despite Peter never saying what he specifically does for work, only that he works for the family business, Alexia doesn't find it strange at all that he has multiple cars, boats, large sums of cash all over his condo. 
the very first night she spent the night, he gets a call at 1 a.m. And he's like, I got to go. It's work. I got to go. And he's like, you can stay, but I got to go. And she was like, huh, that's weird. (laughs) I don't know what he does for work or why he would need to do it at one in the morning. So, yeah. yeah. As a six, my spider senses are tingling. This You're going to have to explain this to me, sir. But good for her. I mean... No one's invited me to into this world, so how would I even know? Yeah, and I think the real question here is, did she not know or did she not want to know, right? Yes. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's easier not to. But why don't we listen to the second clip, which will hear in her own words what she was thinking at the time. In the very, very beginning, I never suspected anything of him Peter did not look like a drug dealer to me. Like, I didn't know what a drug dealer was really supposed to look like, except maybe Scarface. Nobody, not any of his friends, not none of my friends, nobody that I knew ever came to me and said, be careful with him. Everybody spoke so nicely of him. And I would ask him, well, what are you working? He's like, oh no, I run my father's business and my mom's business. So he would leave in the morning to go to the gym and to supposedly go work. But I didn't know what work was. Ooh, okay, interesting. And also that clip gave me Teresa vibes, like knowing a little what's coming, just the little Easter eggs you're dropping now. Um, Teresa never knowing what she was signing, what Mm -hmm. Joe was signing. Yeah, okay, I see it. There's like the context part that they're similar, like that they found themselves in similar situations, but there's also like a manner of speech and their smile and even like a little bit their look that is similar. It's weird. It is. It's kind of weird. That is. Um, We're going to, I want to talk about that more at the end when we can really compare and contrast. Um, Sure. So right after this clip, and again, oh, this is taken by the way from Coking Cowboys, which is a Netflix doc that came out recently about Mm -hmm. Willie and Sal, the head honchos. But of course, Peter played a big role in it and Alexia, because of her role being connected to Peter. And of course, she's a housewife, was a great talking head to have on this. Yeah. That's where this clip came from. And I would encourage people to watch it. it. I didn't watch all of it, just the parts with her in it, but it's really good. And I think I will go back and finish Mm. it. Literally 10 minutes into this same scene, she goes, after just saying she didn't really know what a drug dealer would look like and she didn't understand. Yeah. She talks about how this is not the first drug dealer she's dated. So this would be her MO on The Real Housewives, kind of talking out of both sides of her mouth, dropping bombs, playing dumb, or just blatantly lying to cover up. So unreliable narrator, very Teresa, Mm -hmm. but very watchable. I'm going to go ahead and say more watchable than Teresa. Okay. I'm going to agree with you because Teresa is just hard for me to watch. And listen to. Same. I find Alexia. Mm -hmm. I I love her voice. I love watching her. All of it. So to get back to Peter's story and his involvement, um, the DEA and local law enforcement are really on to this cartel. And they're... The reason they're so high on the list of priorities for the DEA is because at the point at which they started pursuing them, they had moved $2.1 billion of narcotics through Miami. What? Yeah massive and the episode title that this clip is from is called 75 tons it was 75 tons of cocaine and so they know that to get willie and sal they've got to get the guys beneath them first so peter rosello gets high he's not high on the food chain but he's high on the list of law enforcement meanwhile things are moving along really well for peter and alexia and he proposes to her she says yes she gets this huge ring that he pays for in cash forty two thousand dollars she's still claiming 
She has no idea what he does. And she knows it's not mom and dad, but it is a family business. Okay. But she's not even, she doesn't even know the industry it could possibly be in. Like that's never been a conversation. Just it's a family business. Yeah. Specifically, he says he works for his mom and dad. His mom and dad had nothing to do with with this. It was a family business. Him and his brother were these traffickers. Now, Peter isn't in hiding, but he knows he's being watched and he's laying low. He only goes out when necessary. And this does put a little strain on the relationship. Their wedding becomes a big part of the case because the police are waiting for the wedding day to infiltrate. And he gets word of this through informants. Yeah, because he's like, this is when he'll be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. He'll be public. He probably won't be armed and like, you know, this is maybe nobody will be expecting it. It's Florida. Could be. (laughs) That's fair. So the head guy, Willie's brother's girlfriend comes in the middle of the night to warn Alexia and Peter. That's how they find this off. And they're like, we got to call off the wedding because this is too risky. So at this point, Alexia gets clued into what's going on. Thank you. Because it's kind of hard to talk around Mm -hmm. that. So. And it's kind of amazing what she does next, because in September of 1991, the DEA is like, okay, the wedding hasn't happened. So we're just going to go bang on his door. Peter's not there, but Alexia is. She continues her playing dumb thing. You know, they're like, what's your name? Who lives here? And she's like, don't know him. And they're like, what are you doing in this house? And she's like, what are you doing at this house? And she is (laughs) fearless. And when she heard them coming, you know, before they knock down the door. I don't know how it actually ended up being right. open. She burns all the photos of um, his sports cars, him in the boats, anything with these assets that I guess they could seize or be proof of the b- shady business dealings. So she's just like running hard for him. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I love that she went from like clueless mm-hmm. to like fully just covering up for Absolutely, him. Absolutely. Yeah. So at this point, yeah. I mean, she's a ride or die. Peter's running out of options. His brother, who also I mentioned was in business with him, he went on the run and actually to this day is a fugitive. Mm. He's never seen his family again. Like they all believe he's safe and he just took his family and got out of Dodge. And Peter didn't want that life. He was like, I'm turning myself in. I'm going to get a better deal. And he did what you're really not supposed to do, which is turned up, turned in Sal and Willie. So Sal and Willie, meanwhile, were hiding in different places in Miami and Peter drew maps right to their safe house. Police go to capture Sal first. Everyone's in their home, in his home, like his team, family, whoever lives with him. But he slips out the back. Um, He was eventually caught, as was Willie. The story is huge. One of the largest drug operations in history, which I mentioned, and you can watch all of it on Netflix. They go on. They've got trials, investigations. We are going to stay focused on Peter and Alexia and in Miami, but um, worth a departure for them because great story. Now, Peter, meanwhile, was out on bond. He now had a year before he had to turn himself in to serve his sentence because I guess that was part of his deal. I was going to say that's a pretty sweet deal to have like a year to have to go into prison. It's a very sweet deal. And I mean, he did give them the the two top dogs. So- now he has the opportunity to marry Alexia, which he does, and they have a baby named Peter Jr. Much more on him later. Later, after Peter is born, Alexia and Peter Sr., the dad, it's going to get confusing, learn that a hit was out on Peter the night she gave birth to the baby. Whoa. But Peter had stayed at the hospital because she didn't want to be alone. He was like, well, I'm going to go home and get some sleep. She was like, oh, no, you're not. Like, stay here. Mm. And they had been hiding out. And by they, not law enforcement. Right. These are like cohorts cartel members, 
mm-hmm. people who don't like rats, etc. Um, sorry, Jersey on the brain. So he complies with the order to turn himself in and he does so. He is still sentenced. This is how serious the crime was to 25 years. Whoa. That's like better than whatever he would have gotten. But he only serves four and a half. So again, this deal somehow, and I guess good behavior, I don't know, but from 25 to four and a half years. Very. This happens a lot on this show. Like people do really bad things Mm -hmm. and then they get good lawyers, I guess. That's in the documentary too. Mm -hmm. They had John Gotti's lawyer. I mean, amazing attorneys. Watch the doc. It's, It's pretty interesting. But it wouldn't be his last time in prison. Peter had a difficult time staying above the law and he violates parole a couple more times. First, he was arrested in 2007. This is really bad for having sex with an underage girl. Uh, This would be rape. (laughs) And it's not that she wasn't 18. This was a girl between the ages of 12 and 15 that he met at a nightclub. Um, And in case you thought, well, maybe she looked older and he's really hot, as we mentioned. Prison was not kind to him. It was only four years. This is... Peter in his 40s, this picture to my, I don't know which picture, that's a mugshot. Mm -hmm. He looks older than 40s, Mm -hmm. right? I would have thought that was like current day. Like 60. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he aged, the stress of it aged him. So this is very disturbing. Strangely, he did not get much time, maybe a few months, but he is now registered as a lifelong sex offender. Good. Yes. In 2017, he was caught selling two kilos of cocaine to an undercover cop. Yeah, he got a few years in prison for that, but was released just last year in 2022. I know these are second and third violations. I know. And to get that for selling drugs versus rape, only to get a few months for rape, that's infuriating. You know what? Let's cool off from that. We're going to take a quick break to hear from today's sponsor. And then we're going to turn the heat back on because Alexia's story isn't even close to finished. Spring is bursting with fresh energy. The air, our aspirations, and even our homes get a refreshing makeover. And what better time to revamp your home security with Simply Safe? It's our top choice and for good reason. Praised as the best home security system for 2024 by US News and World Report and recognized by Newsweek for its exceptional customer service, Simply Safe has you covered. From break-ins to fires and floods, its comprehensive sensors keep your entire home safeguarded. I also love that with the cameras I have in my house, I can be gone, not be able to get a hold of a kid, and simply go onto one of the cameras and look around the room and see my kid is there and safe, but just ignoring me, as you know, kids will do sometimes. And with a range of indoor and outdoor cameras, you can keep a vigilant eye on your property around the clock. For less than a dollar a day, you can enjoy 24-7 professional monitoring, ensuring prompt emergency responses for whenever you need it. Plus, Simply Safe's monitoring agents can intervene in real time, deterring intruders with the power of voice through wireless indoor cameras. But the best part is there's no long-term commitment, and you have a generous 60-day money-back guarantee. So why not give Simply Safe a try? If it doesn't exceed your expectations, simply return it for a full refund. Simply Safe has given us and our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So Peter Sr. is more or less out of the picture now. Um, by this time, Alexia divorced him in 1995. They were only together four years. They had the two young babies, oh, okay. and she really raised Peter and little Frankie on her own. 
But like any good housewife, Alexi decides it's time for a new husband, a better husband, one that will provide her the lifestyle to which she had become accustomed, but would preferably be legal, sure, non-criminal. Enter Herman Echevarria. That's, I did have to say that name again. She's referred to by that name, but she is married a third time. And I don't know if and when she's changing her last name. Um, We'll look into that. So she meets Herman. I don't have a photo of him at the moment. A successful entrepreneur. They meet in 2001 and by 2004, they're married. Around 2010, they launch a magazine together called Venue, which is a lifestyle print magazine, which where she serves as executive editor. Also to Alexia's credit, she has an undergraduate and master's degree in special education. Really? Um, That she never really applies formally. Like that's not, she didn't go into teaching and she talks Mm -hmm. about that, but her family was all doctors and teachers. And the expectation was that she would be too, one of those things. And she always just said, I'm more creative than that. I want to go into advertising, you know, creative. Basically she was born to be an influencer and that's what she becomes. Yeah. Um, well, you but don't it, want you somebody know. that's 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 their goal to necessarily be teaching in special education. So I feel like if that was her vibe, it's probably better she did not continue that further. Slash being a doctor. Yeah, I'm going to say like the sure. priorities of hers were not aligned with like special care education and medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and so good on her for knowing that that's about okay. herself mm-hmm. and doing something different. Absolutely. I will say another differentiation between Teresa. I think this woman has some real brains and Uh like she's a little more intentional about her life. Okay. Okay. So this is when we meet Alexia on the premiere of Miami in 2011, married to Herman co-owner of venue, raising her now two teenage sons, Peter and Frankie. Now between seasons one and two, the most tragic and unimaginable thing happens to her younger son, Frankie. He is in a life changing car accident. Yes. Okay. I have some, uh huh. I have some knowledge about this. Mm -hmm. It's so sad. He was 13, riding as a passenger with a friend driving. So how old could the friend be? 16, probably. And they have a collision with a car going in the opposite direction that flew across the median of the highway. And Frankie uh, went into a coma and he was in the pediatric hospital for three months because his brain was so swollen. But eventually the swelling came down, but he spent another three months in the hospital recovering, which included learning, relearning how to walk and talk. And... This accident left him with lasting brain injuries. Now, viewers would see some of this in season two because he was a different kid. I mean, he he was completely different. And Alexia was a different woman because this, You'd have say to whatever be. you want about her, this woman is devoted to her sons. And mm. she was, you know, an integral part of his recovery. And her participation on the show was less in those seasons because Got her it. priority was Frankie. Also interesting that the show kind of crumbled and was canceled. And I'm not saying it's because she wasn't in it as much, but she really is. I think she's the anchor and the glue of the show. So we're going to get a little more about Frankie later on, but that's timing wise what happened there. Now, this led to a lawsuit in 2013. She sues the insurance company because she says they intentionally left out part of the clause that would have assisted in paying for his treatments and recovery, which were now in the millions, which you can only imagine how expensive Mm -hmm. You and I talk sometimes about, yeah, yeah, just minor surgeries we've had that not everything's covered and it blows my mind what I get left with to pay. I can't even imagine what this would be. So she wants assistance um, paying for his treatments from this 2010 accident. And she's like, what I enrolled in and signed in 2008 is not what I received. 
And hmm. everything I read says the judge has yet to rule, but these were all oh written my in 2013. But they were written in 2013, and there's nothing more recent. So I'm sure there's been a ruling. I can't imagine it's 10 years later and she's waiting for an answer. Got it. But I don't know what the resolution okay. is, but I know she was fighting to get recovery, like financial recovery from a yeah. from what she poured into his um, recovery. And by the way, like he has come miles, like he's, he's doing very, very well. Yeah. But needless to say, this was a massive blow for Alexia, who really, I mean, just in what I've told you so far, she's had a lot to deal with. Her best friend Marisol on the show, who will actually meet in a clip coming up often says she says this throughout many episodes that Alexia's life is like a movie there's always a plot twist or a bomb dropping and it's true because there's still more I'm going to tell you yeah so Herman and Alexia seem mostly happy I've been described as that mostly happy (laughs) I don't know that I have um I know I'm thinking like (laughs) casually sometimes sometimes happy has I think I'm has shown characteristics of a happy person <laughs> yes. at one time. <laughs> Residual, yeah. Rebecca would be described as mostly volatile, would be the <laughs> no. most accurate. Um, Alexia and everyone in their family and community was shocked when he died unexpectedly at age 61. He was a bit older than her, by the way, but 61 is still very young. Uh, first, it was reported to be a heart attack. Then it was announced that it was natural causes. There's still debate and controversy within okay. um, his family, friends, and professional peers like Mm -hmm. everybody seems to have a theory on what happened but i guess officially the autopsy said natural interesting so this was in 2016 and to make it more complicated they were actually separated so when i said mostly happy they weren't entirely happy they were not yet divorced but they were kind of living separately under the same roof oh my gosh that's my nightmare never works out well we we, we've seen this play out more than once on on other franchises um and like alexia herman had two sons from a previous relationship a bit older than alexia's kids they're like in their 20s and they were unkind to her very mean they just were not kind to her so they're both listed as heirs to their father herman's estate but Alexia had signed a prenup that clearly laid out Herman's desire to make sure she was taken care of in the event of his death. Per the prenup, Herman gave instructions that upon his death, the deed to the Miami Beach house, which is really a mansion, mm-hmm. there's our clue, sure. would be transferred solely to Alexia. The problem was that the couple wasn't married at the time he purchased the home in 2003. So this gave his sons a bit of a legal loophole because of the separation huh. and that she wasn't legally married to him at the time of the purchase. So as executors of the estate, they fought that and did not want Alexia to become the owner. In fact, they wanted to kick her out so they could sell it. But Alexia had lived there for 13 years and raised her sons there. Yeah. So Alexia files a lawsuit requesting a judge to award her exclusive use of the property. But Nelson and Herman Jr. wanted her to leave, like I said, so that they could sell it. The judge ended up dismissing the lawsuit. They want to move it to probate court where they kind of included as part of the estate execution. So this would become one of many things that these sons and Alexia would fight over, including the Maserati third clue that Herman had gifted Alexia for a birthday one year. It's like, that's a gift. Totally. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know the exact resolution of the home dispute. I hate when that happens when you like have to. It happens so much too. I think a lot of these things get settled quietly. Mm -hmm. um, And so the answers aren't really publicly available. But I do know that she stayed in the house until at least 2017 
a year later because she was hit with a foreclosure. Um, so I'm wondering if she maybe regretted keeping the house because those mortgage payments must have been I high because the house was not mm-hmm. paid off. I think it was like worth $3 million at this point. So I don't know exactly how or when she left, but Alexia would find a new guy soon and would move into a new mansion, which was good because Alexia would have other legal battles to fight. It seems like there was more bad financial news waiting for her around every corner. Now, Melissa, Mm -hmm. you know you're rich when you are not only in arrears on your home payment, but also on your country club dues. Am I right? Yeah, been there. (laughs) Yeah. Hate when that happens. They belonged to an exclusive club called the Fisher Island Club. Do you know it? Um, I mean, everything sounds familiar to me at this point. Yeah. Is I don't, Fisher I don't Island know a it. neighborhood or like an island off of Miami? We don't know. Not that I know okay. of. Mm-mm. Oh, unclear. Okay. So it costs $250,000 to join, or at least it did in 2006 when they became members. And when the club sent her this infraction notice, it stated that she owed $166,000 in back dues plus Ooh. interest. I mean, plus interest? Like, come on. Yeah. You're never going to see that. Oh, so my suspicion is that she wanted to keep the house and the lifestyle after Herman passed, but was not entirely aware of the overhead costs yeah. that maybe he had been shouldering and that she wasn't without his like active income. Yeah. So also worth mentioning because she does upon Herman's passing rumors among Miami began flying. There were rumors that he was gay and not only that he was gay, but that he had a lover and not only that he had a lover, but that he died in bed with the lover. You Ooh, get the idea. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably not what happened, but it's just kind of how the telephone game went. Alexia would later reveal in the reboot of Real Housewives of Miami and elaborate on this and on the Ultimate Girls Trip. And people had a big problem with her doing this. I'm going to give you a clip to listen to and I want to hear your thoughts. After my father died, I found out that he was gay. Oh, my God. Your father? My father. Never told me that. Never told anybody. It's the first time in 31 years that I have actually said this. My mother, I understand now, and I kind of like forgive her because she was protecting me. Like she didn't want me to have like that vision of my dad, which she thought was like a bad thing, but it was actually a good thing. My dad was like the best dad in the world. All this information about Alexia's father being gay is this is like a bomb. But that's Alexia's life. It's always like one crazy story after another. But Alexia, you know what they say? We always repeat a pattern of our parents. So 20 years later, I married a gay man. I married somebody like my dad. And then my dad and Herman took that secret to the grave. Oh, wow. Okay, wow, that was a lot to unpack. And who was it that you said? Who was the other lady with the that had the... Um, Bun, who said her her life is just like a series of basically Marisol. she lives yeah Marisol she lives basically a lemony snicket's kind of life just a yes. series of unfortunate events yeah exactly. that's a lot it's a lot and the criticism was basically that so your dad and Herman both took their true yeah. identities to their grave and you're outing them yeah like, yeah yeah not your story to tell Mm-mm. and Alexia pushed back and said I was his daughter and I was his wife. That is that affects me, and therefore it is my story to tell. And she kind of not twists the narrative, but she takes on the narrative, and she, I don't know. She becomes an advocate for LGBTQ causes, okay. and I think it propelled her to do that, which is wonderful. But 
there's just not a consensus on whether it was her story to tell. And it right. sounds like a lot of family members and of, of Herman and her father felt like it wasn't. But it's a big part of her storyline. And I'm bringing it up because it happens on the show. Okay, so to move along in Alexia's life and story, we're going to talk about her sons again for a minute. And Peter, her eldest son, named after his dad, truly it's like father like son, unfortunately. Now, he definitely got his dad's good looks. Peter's a good looking guy. Actually, Frankie too. They're cute kids. These genes all worked together very nicely as a family. But unfortunately, good looks aside, Peter seems to have a predilection for crime like his dad. Have you heard any stories about Peter? I think I have. The further we get into this, we were kind of saying off mic, I do feel like I know some stories about Miami, but I never Mm -hmm. knew who they were connected to. So at this point, I'm assuming they are all about her. I feel like maybe he fought with someone um, like an unhoused person. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Something like that. You hit it on the head. Um, And it's exactly right. Even if you don't watch the show, it seems like whenever a housewife's kids does something, we hear Mm -hmm. about it. First of all, I just want to say it seems like he has a weird chip on his shoulder. He comes across very entitled and disrespectful on the show. And I always think if that's how they show him in these brief scenes for a couple of minutes, like what must he be like in real life? Knowing the camera's on you. Right, exactly. Like if you're unwilling to hide it even for that little time, like surely you're a monster. Yeah. So Peter's first brush with the law happened in 2012. He was a teenager and he attacked an unhoused person who was sleeping Oh my God. More specifically, the headline literally reads, he nut punched him. So gross. TMZ cameras caught it and exposed it. Peter was charged for the attack and he pleaded guilty in order to avoid jail. And he got out of it by paying just a fine. Now he was a teenager, so I guess he could have gone to juvie. I don't know how that works. But he went onto Facebook in an effort to repair his reputation and said the following. Oh no. Quote. Didn't mean to offend anyone. They, meaning homeless people, got my love. I always give them like five bucks or some weed. Oh, hero. Yeah, that's what I wrote. wrote. He's a real do-gooder. Also, is that an apology? Like, it doesn't sound like one to me. No, it sounds like the exact opposite of that. Whoa. what would you say to your son? God forbid, if they did something like that. I mean, I, I, I don't even know. I don't think I can even put myself in that situation at this point you'll never have to to. I believe in your parenting and your (laughs) child more than that um but here's what Alexia said when Andy challenged her about this at the reunion super short clip but uh it's perfect I want to talk to you about Peter who um made some news recently your other son who is how old Peter just turned 20 and uh he he was recently arrested what happened the only thing that explains this type of behavior is, you know, all these emotions and all these feelings that he's feeling about with the brother. So, um, you know, he made a stupid mistake and he He, knows it. He hit a homeless man. Yeah, I don't, I feel like calling it a mistake is, (sighs) yeah, that's not a mistake in my world. That's something that was very intentional and that's, maybe that's just a, uh, no, there's just, no. She's, she had to know she was going to answer that question and she chose to use the word mistake. Oof. Yeah, and she didn't answer it, right? She answered it very indirectly. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that Andy punctuated that with the like, let's call the spade a spade. There was another incident that didn't lead to an arrest, but came up at the season three reunion. Same thing. Andy grills her about Peter's behavior. And she makes up another excuse for him saying he's so distraught over 
Frankie's accident. And I don't doubt that that's true. Of course. You know, you know, trauma, the father being in prison, there's a lot going on. But not helping your growing kids take responsibility for their actions isn't going to help them process any of it. So there's denial going on in every direction. Sure. And, And she is like to a fault, blindly adoring of her son, Peter. And she does the same thing to Frankie. It's just that Frankie happens to be a sweet angel. And like, mm-hmm. so it, we don't, I don't have a problem. Right, with it. right. Totally it's fine. just Peter's entitled. And I have to say, you parent your kids differently. Like you might have the oh, same 100%. overall core values, but you know, you have two very different kids. I have three kids. They're all different from each other. And what I do with one does not work with the other. Mm-mm. And I don't think Alexia is good at tough love. And yeah, so she hard. just doesn't do it. It's very hard. So he goes on and gets in trouble in 2013 for marijuana possession. And in 2022, just last year, and this played out on a recent episode of, on the most recent season of Real Housewives of Miami, the reboot, he got a, he got charged with a battery misdemeanor for an altercation with his girlfriend who ended up dropping the charges. She didn't want to pursue it because she said we were both drinking, we were both fighting. And so of course, Alexia took that and ran. And the way she talks about it on the show is... She was just as much at fault. In fact, she initiated it. That wasn't Peter's fault. And again, it's just we're seeing the pattern and this kid just keeps getting into trouble. And it actually kind of scares me because I think, you know, from the work you do on your other show, like how Mm. those situations pan out when a a woman is often too afraid to say, oh, I want to maintain these charges. Who knows what really happened? But um, he doesn't have a good track record to he doesn't um, have to mm -hmm. make you think that that could be true. It's. That's that's exactly right. According to the state attorney's office, the quote is the victim stated definitively she did not want to cooperate with the state, refused to provide a statement as to what transpired. So it was dropped. So then we'll go back to Frankie for a minute. We do see him in the reboot. He's older. He's like maybe 20 now. Um, He's a young adult, but he still lives at home with Alexia and he just adores her. He's so sweet and he's obviously walking and talking recovered tremendously, but he still can't really live independently. He doesn't have any physical limitations, but there's like a naivete about him. Like it really almost halted his brain so that he's cognitively younger than his physical years. Mm -hmm. So living alone isn't really an option, but Alexia is so determined to find a path for him and to give him a purpose. And she also knew she would need to find another source of income. So after Herman died and Venue Magazine closed after 10 years, she decided to open up a business that she would include Frankie in. So she opened up a beauty bar in 2017. It's called Alexia and Frankie's Beauty Bar, and it's <gasps> a nail and beauty salon. And he doesn't like work officially, but he sure. goes and he like assists and he makes customers really happy because he's like Aww. just pure gold inside. He's just mm-hmm. one of those people. I really admire that. I think she's just always looking for ways to make his life better. Yeah. And she's thinking of his future. And a lot of the more recent episodes are about him getting independence because actually she's meeting with professionals from the medical community who are like, Frankie Mm -hmm. could live alone someday. Yeah. You're holding him back. And she had no idea. And again, I think this is like the only way she knows how to parent is to like, just love, 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 love. (laughs) She's Teresa. But, um, people were saying, no, you need to like help him build skills. And so he's now enrolled in a program where he's learning self-sufficiency skills. And the goal will be for him to one day work and live on his own. And it's totally possible. So that's been a very cool progress to watch. Yeah. So in 2019, so we're getting really recent here. Alexia gets engaged to a guy named Todd Napola. 
Todd is a real estate investor and developer. Very handsome. Sad I didn't add pictures, but I'll put some on the Instagram. Okay. Very cute. Um, and they get to wedding planning right away because they're not wasting time. Now, if you noticed, I said they got engaged in 2019. So we all know what happened right after that. Right. COVID completely disrupted their plans. And when they finally set a date and planned this wedding, you will not believe what happened on their actual wedding day. Did they get COVID? No, Alexi's oh. mother died of <gasps> COVID because she'd already had it. So what was oh supposed to be the best gosh. of her life turned into the biggest nightmare. Yeah. So her wedding fell apart. They didn't do it, obviously. And she was mourning the loss of her mother. And yeah. this was all happening right before the reboot of the show. So a okay. big part of the show was like, when are you going to play on that second wedding? And people were being kind of obnoxious about it. I'm yeah. like, considering why traumatic. it fell apart, mm -hmm. this is not something to push on. This is not a seven year engagement for no reason. Like, like Robin and Juan. Thank you. That's what I want to say. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, no, you're exactly right. And and yes, it was traumatic. So after the newer season wrapped, they end up just going to St. Bart's and they elope. And honestly, I think it was the best thing they did. Literally, yeah. it was just the two of them. No friends, no family. They had a photographer, so they captured it. It looks beautiful. And the other reason they might have done this is because there is a little bit of tension between Todd and her son, Peter. Todd seems to be the first one in her life to challenge Peter. Okay. He sees him for who he is and he pushes back because he thinks he's old enough and he's a grown man. Yeah. And he's right. But everything else, as far as I can tell, it's only been, they've only been married since 2021, but they seem very happy and it's going well so far. Legal, Good. drama, crime free. Stay tuned. Knock on wood. Now, I just want to end this with like a little more levity and okay. a little harder sales pitch. So there are some moments from the reboot seasons four and five on Peacock that are just too good not to share with you, Melissa and okay. our listeners. I'm, I'm, I just, and Alexi is at the heart of them. So it's still all about her. I, as I said, I think she's the foundation of the show, but I just want to remind everybody that before there was Scandival, there was Lenny and Lisa. And this was bad. I mean, this was, I mean, who wants to compare marital trauma, but Me. or relationship trauma. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> listening. This is up there. This might be worse than Scandival because there's kids involved. So please yeah. go to the Lisa Lenny clip okay. and watch how the women on Miami who have been through many fights, we haven't gotten into that, but there's a lot of drama. They're always fighting about something, okay. which is why it's so good. Mm -hmm. Watch how they come together for Lisa and watch how Alexia in the pink cowboy hat response. Is there anybody else involved? Because like, it's yes. yes. There is somebody else. Oh. There's somebody else involved. I always knew. Lenny's is dating her now. He's dating Wait, her. That's not okay. She's much younger what? than what? him. What? What? Oh my no. God. She's been lurking around. She's just been off at uh, parties in my house. He's dating her. He's telling me to my face, I'm dating her. This is going to be my girlfriend. I'm divorcing you. No, Lisa, that's not okay. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, is he still in your same house? Okay, no, no, no. Is he in your house? What? Why is he still no, there? No, I no, can't. he wants to kick me out. Something is going on. He said, no, you need to go find a home. What? Are you and the what? kids? What about a home for his kids? Oh, my God. I lost his mind. This is one of the lowest lows I have ever experienced in my life. 
Oh my gosh. I love how they all take it up another level. Like, what? Yes, the screaming is <laughs> so, so good. good. Like sometimes mm-hmm. whenever she says something new, one of them goes, ah, like yeah. they just, they can't. A few later in this very season, when the Lisa Lenny stuff is still unfolding, Lisa gets a call from her nanny. They're out on a vacation. It's like a girl's trip. The nanny calls and is like, Lenny told me to go to the guest house. He won't let me in. He's in there with the other girl. And Lisa comes in and and tells the friends. Now, that is upsetting. But I don't think anything is like dangerous is about to happen. And Alexia uh-huh. is like, call 911. Like, it is the <laughs> best scene. And I feel so sad for Lisa. It's so awful. Oh, but yeah. this scene is gold. Like, it's so, so good. In closing, I want to share what happened at pretty much, yeah, the last episode of the most recent season. So this was a big part of the reunion that happened for Miami. They were in the Bahamas. The women actually stayed at the um, hotel that I stayed in once at the Bahamas. I know they were in the exclusive VIP one that I didn't have access to. My (laughs) husband didn't let me into that one, but still. And what happened was they had a rage release ceremony. It was one of those like nonsense things they do on the shows where yeah. like you scream or, you know, it's mm-hmm. releasing whatever. So they're all screaming and they're standing in the ocean, but just with their feet in the water, but a wave comes. And so a couple of them topple over and they land on Adriana's ankle. Okay. Haven't talked about Adriana. Mm-mm. She's absolutely ridiculous. And her and Alexia, they're kind of nemesis. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to say nemesis. <laughs> nemesis. And um, really she's so dramatic she didn't, maybe it was sprained, wasn't broken. She's in a wheelchair. It's wrapped. She has men carrying her up the boat, like so over the top. And then this fight happens. And it's like, it's like when you activate Lindsay on Summer House mm-hmm. or really Teresa. Like this, okay. I can't believe Alexi didn't flip. There were no tables, a beach chair. Take a look at this fight that happened. Okay. You guys, thank you so much. I felt so happy to see everybody dancing to my song and having a good time. It's a good song. It's a great song. It's a great song. You guys are hard, tough, and if you approve it, I feel like this song's gonna be a hit. <laughs> well, we weren't judging your musical talents. Yeah, I think the other things we have difficulty with you are in other things. Did anybody care that my foot almost got broken in a thousand pieces? Almost, it didn't happen. That was a Why are you always a victim, Adriana? Like, why do you have to play the victim thing? Don't do that. I'm not a victim. I I can't even enjoy myself. But it was an accident. It could happen to any of us. I know, but accidents, you know, have consequences. As you know, we Frankie. Don't bring up Frankie. Do not bring up Frankie. Accidents. Oh my god. Oh no, you. Who would compare her little nothing to Frankie's accident? The level of craziness in this is is insane. I could have lost my foot. She's dead. You are dead in the water, my friend. Oh my gosh. That, how could you ever compare that? That is so, it goes beyond insensitive. It's just, if you, I can't, I can't words. I know. I can't words. Well, mm-hmm. The problem is that she doesn't immediately realize what she did and take it back. She doubles down. Yeah. I, it's beyond comprehension. I don't know how Alexia didn't 
throttle her. I don't know how she did it. No, I, if I was a cameraman, I would have turned the cameras off so there was no witness to what happened next because no, she should have done whatever she wanted there. to. Yeah. Yes. Mm-mm. So that was actually one of that was the second to last episode. So that was like a to be continued. It Got picks it. up and Alexia's next words are. This is why your life is the way it is, because you deserve it, because you're miserable and horrible and anything that's bad that's happened to you, you absolutely deserve, which is a tough thing to say, given how many bad things yeah, have happened to her. Like thinking. it's almost worse than a punch. So things mm-hmm. did not get better between them. But the problem is Adriana's song is amazing. Is it? And all the women can admit it. Mm. Yes. It's real catchy. I mean, she didn't write it. She Good literally sat down catchy? with. Yeah. Oh, better. Okay. Mm. In fact, Let's just do it. Okay. banger that is Fuego. a banger Fuego. Fuego. yeah i know faya f-y-a-h um that little simple hand up two-step thing uh-huh. none of them could do it I they were it. all so drunk so unwilling to participate they hate her so much that scene that they filmed this was so wonderful oh i've got um, to see it but i really enjoy this song and you know what we needed a new miami song oh for Since sure will smith's what have we had can Nothing. I tell you, I almost came in with my background being of um, going to Miami. My son thinks that's such a funny song. I don't know it why. It is a great song. It is funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, so, Benito, yeah. <laughs> so I've picked him up a few times playing that and he's just like, what is happening? Here? That's a cool song to have the door, you know, the minivan roll up and that's playing yeah, you, you open know? the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, yeah. So basically that's a snippet of the life of Alexia and thanks for going on the ride. Yeah. Okay. So very interesting. She's lived like 18 lifetimes already. No joke. I would be terrified to marry her only because it doesn't (laughs) seem like anything good can come from it. Um, I kind of be scared to be in her orbit. So um, is there a fourth and fifth season on Peacock? Or is it just yeah. fourth? Okay. Yeah. And you feel like if people watch the, you'll link that because I do feel like we all now have a little bit of information about her. I knew Larsa Pippen slash Nay yeah. Jordan is on there. Yep. And Leah Black. I know the Watch What Crappens guys right. love Leah Black. Yeah. So I, I've just watched one episode and I was like, eh. But yeah. I watched the first season. So you're telling me if I watch a recap, I can catch up and get in because I'll do that. I think so, especially because only Alexia, Adriana, and Larsa, and Marisol, okay, four of them. Oh my gosh. There's like- You went from one to all. (laughs) Okay, there's four. No, it's like half. Like Hmm. literally half the cast is new in the reboot. And in my opinion, they're better. Like Leah Black, maybe you could say is missed, but who they got in the reboot, Kiki, Gertie, Nicole, 
love that. Julia, who's married to Martina Navratilova, the tennis oh, star. Yeah. Like what? She's the one who called Alexia a barracuda in a fight, which is why that was on my background. She was like, I a do you, love it. barracuda. And the Spanglish, the, the, they move from Spanish to English. I love it. It is so good. So yeah, I do. I think you could watch a recap. Okay. And you could just start at season four and, and then watch the girls trip in Thailand because Alexia and Maris all go and engage with Potomac and all the other women yeah. from the, and Leah from Roni. It's it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I loved it. I yes. learned a lot. I learned some of that was just that I knew some things but had no idea it was all the same person. Like she Within really has been through a lot. Yeah, yeah. I do think Miami is for you what Atlanta is for me. Like I'd known some of the stories from when you did Apollo's episode, but I didn't equate it necessarily with the right person. So I need to watch Atlanta. You need to watch Miami and um, we'll revisit both. Good luck. I've got two seasons versus your 13 or whatever. That's why I've never started because I'm just like, this is a really big commitment, Mm -hmm. but I'm willing to do the work. I mean, if I did Sister Wives, I can do Atlanta. Yeah, true. It should be less painful, actually. Atlanta, especially early seasons, are everything. Yeah. Fire, however you spell that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fuego. Oh, sorry. Fuego. That's my favorite part. No, no. Fire, too. But just that like weird, serious fuego. Yeah. Fuego. It's (laughs) so good. It's Um, awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening. And could you tell me what you're watching and have we not talked about it? Cause it was weird seeing you because we talked about a lot and I'm, I'll be shocked if you're watching something I don't know about. So I feel like I mentioned it to you, but it might've okay. just gotten, <laughs> well, um, gone over in passing. Um, so mine is Netflix comedy rehab. Is it, um, May Martin? No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, she has a Netflix special and she went to rehab and I feel like a lot of comedians probably have rehab, rehab, uh-huh. rehab. Um, oh, John Mulvaney. Yes. John Mulvaney. Yeah. It's baby J is the name of the special. Yeah. So here's the thing. Always loved John Mulvaney. I was a little concerned to watch this because this is him in a totally different light. He's not the married guy who adores his wife all that all that drama that went on he's now this was on the heels of all of that right this This came out like right after all that yeah Mm -hmm. so well actually it just came out like two weeks ago but i've I've read a lot of like the stories he tells yeah yeah because they've released all of those things um anyway it it was really really well done you're you kind of look at him in a different light like he just it's not the same way he would tell stories so that was a little like jarring for me it it is and it isn't um I will say I was concerned I was going to watch it and it was going to be like an Olivia Munn like love fest now that he's with her but there's not a single mention of her and she hasn't done I I don't know that whole who knows what people do you know behind closed doors I don't know that but I feel like it would have felt like a slap in the face to his ex-wife to have like come out and been like and now I'm in love and so I appreciated him not doing that he mentioned his son it was a very small part which I think is sweet and endearing but um but if you were kind of on the fence about watching it I really enjoyed it It wasn't my favorite of his specials but like there there was a lot to it that I really enjoyed it also would have been kind of like 
not cheap, but low hanging fruit if he'd come in talking about her. Cause that's like yeah. the gossipy headlines that like would have been mm-hmm. feeding into that. So I kind of glad he. Yeah, no, I felt like it was more work to go around all that. I agree. So I, I, agree. I think he did a really good job okay. with it. Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking for a comedy special, that's the one I would give I'm you. Always looking for a comedy special. So yeah. that's a good endorsement. And I think mm. I did tell you when I saw you. Um, but your clues are Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's too easy. Um, I know it. Jewish ma- matchmaker. <laughs> Thank you. Don't make okay. me like, say things. Indian matchmaking. Now Jewish ma- matchmaking. I want all the cultural matchmakings. If it helps give credibility at all. My daughter watched it. Like she's studying for finals and this is like her reward when she's not studying. Okay. Your daughter is eternally cool. All of your kids are. And so that's going to be no, how I, you sell me on things from now on. If you just say so you respect my daughter, her opinion mm-hmm. more than mine, yeah. which well, is fine. You yeah, know, it's cool. it, that's fine. She's cooler than both of us. She's cooler than that's everyone. That's why I said it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm she a, loves it. It's endearing. It's also um, like a like there's a diverse spectrum of what Jewish matchmaking means. So you have sure. everybody from observant Hasidic mm-hmm. to reformed, spiritual, not religious, right? Culturally Jewish. It's all in there. And this matchmaker works with all of those people and their different idiosyncrasies and wants and desires and needs and matches them with people. And, you know, it does and doesn't work out as, as is life. Right. But I am just so such a fan of these matchmaking shows and I need to take a minute and think about why. Yeah. I think I haven't yet. I Mm -hmm. should, I, I guess I'm finding it really refreshing that there are still people in the world who are who at least say they want to get married. Yeah. Because I think there's so much on TV that's like not like that. And I just True. think that's not the way people date or look at their future anymore. And it is interesting. I don't know. For sure. It's sort of fun to watch that. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just affirming my life choice to get married. I'm like, yeah, see, it's great. Everyone yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. I know I'm, no, I'm not going that. anywhere. So I, I'd be interested in watching that, especially with your daughter's endorsement. Um, I should at least watch one episode because I've seen a couple clips that I thought were like funny or interesting. You sent me one and mm-hmm. he comes on very late. He is definitely the most um, like oddball of mm-hmm. the whole bunch. Most people are pretty normal. He's weird. I love it. And he gets and and I and I end up really liking him. Um, and I love who his he goes on a second date with. I'm oh, like good. rooting for them. So give it a try if you need something light. And okay. Otherwise, let's just talk about what the next show is going to be about. Okay, Rebecca, I'm coming to you for something I have not researched very much, but I do know a lot about, and I'm really hoping I can pull it together. Oh, you can. I can. Okay, here we go. VH1. Okay. Brother. Uh Uh-huh. Florida. Ooh, we're going to stay in Florida. How fun. We're staying in Florida. Is it? VH1. So is it a musician? VH1. Brother. Brother. Florida. Florida. I'm going to get this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to think about it and I'm going to get it. I believe in you. I'm excited. I think Florida is where some really good stories happen. So let's stay there. Perfect. Um, And if you're ready, we can talk a little bit about our trip before we go. I'd really like to. I want to hear, you know, how you've processed it and what you're thinking about New York. It was just your second visit. I want to know how it held up to your first. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Okay. So where to start? I mean, I picked you up on a Wednesday night. It was late-ish. So we took you right to the hotel. I Mm -hmm. went home and then we met up Thursday and began our 
semi-aggressive. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say itinerary, oh, yeah. but it was an adventure too. <laughs> I would like to add that Rebecca was so kind as to send me a, an itinerary, which is like very much my love language. I need to know what's going on because then in my brain, I can be like, okay, you're going to be on. Not like you have yeah. to be on with friends, but it is an introvert's like, it's a struggle. And so not a struggle. It was great being with you, but it's nice knowing like I've got this carved out time where I yeah. can just decompress, not think. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, I've been um, planning the whole trip beautiful. in my brain and realized I know what we're doing and when, and you probably have had like snippets of, I'm not always like a complete thinker. So I was like, I'm going to send this little note from my notes app to Melissa. And I knew you might appreciate that. <laughs> it really like, it's making me beam right now. Like I was so much, I loved it so much. I'm like, I wish everyone in my life was this yeah. thoughtful. Cause it really does help me. I, the worst thing you can do to me is like spring on a new thing Yeah, because I'm not emotionally, um, healthy enough to be able to do that so <laughs> yeah look neither of us are sevens so there's no spontaneity yeah. we were like you know we're pretty flexible I would say I would say a so couple too. things changed slightly but we yes. stuck to our itinerary pretty well and as we experienced and we'll tell you things went amazing except for that one time Honestly, yeah. but that like just made for a good story. Completely. My getting to the airport was so difficult for whatever reason. There was so much on um, your side in Florida. Yeah, yeah. To get to, and I've never right. had that happen. That's right. And so it was chaos. Like, luckily, my flight was delayed a few minutes. So I could actually eat a hot dog on the ground before I left. <laughs> and I got in, and it was chaotic when I was getting off yeah. the plane, just crazy. But as soon as I got off, I was like, yeah. This is amazing. And the yeah. rest of the trip was perfect. Yeah. I told my husband, I'm like, it was an amazing time, but Melissa thinks, you know, New York is like always warm and things go according to plan. <laughs> and that is just not true, but I'm so glad it worked out that way. So, so yeah. Thursday, um, I met you at your hotel like late morning. Okay. We don't need to get that detailed seat. It's the itinerary. No, talking. I, like it. I just can't remember. Mm -hmm. And then we walked to Central Park where we took yes. a tour by... Right an actor in the city and it was specifically actor. like a, an actor mm -hmm. as we like to say like a tv and movie what was it it was like scenes of famous tv and movie moments yeah in the park. which was cool except there was an ipad and that was oh, useless iPad it was, was so bright yeah, every time the ipad came over i was like i don't i don't yeah. see anything i felt the visuals yeah. were unhelpful and outdoor weather with 12 people and an ipad in the yeah. sun it wasn't even really necessary not her fault but not i can see fault. where some people would want to see that but yeah we literally couldn't see she was great and i yeah, learned so did. much i was probably the most excited person the only one from new york who was like wait what i learned so much she really um, did. It was then great. we had a real new york minute moment where we ran into our mutual friend who we were later meeting for dinner we already had that right? planned but it wasn't on the itinerary to meet mm -hmm. her in the afternoon, she just happened to be in that neighborhood. Now, what people need to understand is Rachel works in Queens and lives in Brooklyn. Okay. I live and work in Queens. And we ran into her right outside Central Park on the west side of Manhattan. Like, it just doesn't happen every day. And, and it the was fact a few hours after I had asked, like, do you ever run into yes. people you know? Yeah, because it like, just seems rare. Wild. Yeah, it's a big city, but it's actually quite small. When you're there long enough, yes, you do run into people, but... Pretty rare. And mm -hmm. then we're on the same corner as Rachel, who we had dinner plans with later that night and 
podcast Perfect. Con- um, yeah. show planned. Um, so we saw Rachel. So that was really fun because you got to meet her in person. Yeah. Um, Rachel did our website, criminalityshow.com. And Moms and Mysteries. She did both. And Moms and Mysteries. And she's mm-hmm. done Rebecca Sebastian. Oh my gosh. She's done I mean, legitimately all of our websites. Um, like seriously, DM us if you need someone. She's really, really good. Yeah. Um, if you're using Squarespace, that's like her specialty. So, so then we like, then we have our downtime. You go back to your hotel. I, I go back for you on this. Yeah, I turn around, this I come back. worked out it's much fine. better for me. <laughs> well, yeah, you're the tourist who gets the you know sweet location and the hotel. Like that's just the way to do it. So it's fine. I go home. I like pat my face and turn around, mm-hmm. and we meet for dinner. And we have a really nice dinner yes. with Rachel, mm-hmm. and then we go to see Ronnie and Ben watch what crappens live at Town Hall. Okay. I was so excited. I have not gotten to see Ronnie and Ben. You and Rachel went for the the crappies, right? The 10 year. And I wanted to go to that. And I I even bought a ticket for that, but I just, I wasn't able to do it. So I was like beside myself so excited. And it was just, I don't know. It was, it was so cool. It was, I don't know. It was everything I wanted it to be. My medicine's starting to kick back in. I missed a few days. Um, cause I left it here and I feel, I can literally feel it recharging as we're sitting here talking. Yeah. It's like the only upside to, to a lapse in medication is when you're like, Oh, like when the veil lifts and the technicolor comes back and you're mm-hmm. like, life isn't black and white. Yeah. And it was, it was a great live show. They covered the last episode, which was last week's, um, Jersey, which we were like, not our favorite. We wish they did Vanderpump, but the character work they do on Jersey. So good. There's actually nothing better really than the voices from. It was a perfect one. Yeah. It was so good. And, you know, they say don't meet your heroes, but we did. And we recommend it highly. It was so great. We had a connection to be able to meet Ronnie and Ben after. Yeah. And like we got to meet them immediately after, which yeah. I felt guilty about I because know. I was like, these other people are already, you know, it was kind of last minute. And we, yeah. It was so cool, though. And we got to spend a few minutes with we them. We did. Longer than I should have because mm-hmm. I was diarrhea. We all had to say terrible. our piece. We all had to speak our piece. And um, mm-hmm. it was really fun because I said, you know, we're from criminality. And they were like, oh, yeah, we've interacted on Instagram. And it seemed like there was some recognition on their part. So that was thrilling. Thrilling. So then we were just basically high on life and um, but exhausted. Right. And Rachel wanted to still do something. <laughs> yeah. Which- what a sweet person. I know. Rachel, and I, you're the best, but I absolutely had been not. optimistic, like at dinner, like let's come back here to yeah. the rooftop and hear live music. Cause they were doing that. And I'm like, let's definitely do that. And then after the show, I was like, oh, that was young, less tired, Rebecca. It's time to go. Oh yeah. Regular so, Melissa did not even get involved in that conversation. You didn't. I was you like, said nothing nope, during that. I will, I will be <laughs> skedaddling right out of here. Yeah. So called it a night and then we had another big day planned for Friday, but I don't, how did Friday start? Do you remember? Oh, I had a breakfast thing that I oh, went you had to a, that was yep. really cool. I yep. had a work, a working yeah, breakfast, That's which exactly was really right. cool. Power mm-hmm. breakfast, if you will. It was a power breakfast. And, um, and so that was great. And it was kind of cool. Just, I, I've went, I went to New York a few years ago and I went with my husband and a couple of uh, mutual friends. And so I hadn't gotten to do anything by myself. Um, so it felt like, at 39 years old I felt (laughs) grown up being able to like walk out of the hotel and figure out where I was going but I was like yeah so it was kind of a silly but like 
fun thing to be able to figure it out. And I mean, like the is it John Mulaney who his whole thing is like the streets are numbered and you go up to over to and yeah. calls people a B word, but that's basically what it was. But um, B, I figured it out, so I was absolutely very happy. no, no. Mm-hmm. You should wear that proudly. Um, then we met back up and oh. we did <laughs> that. What I'm thinking the um, the flags. That was what was next in my head. It just made me laugh. Oh yes, that's right. We met back up and we walked very far east to the East River mm-hmm. where the United Nations is, which was not far from your hotel. <laughs> But do you it's want to tell a, everyone? Yeah, it was such my, a fun pit stop. Yeah, my son is um, completely obsessed with flags and geography, and we play flag games every day. And Rebecca got to overhear one of those, and that's like all he talks about. All the videos we watch, it's fun because it has to be fun because it's literally my entire life. So um, we were able to. Well, you were the like shining star of the UN because they wanted your information, everything. They were like, her, we're not worried about. Although Florida, they should have been worried about me. Absolutely. But they needed all your information I'm to like, go Please into search her. I've wanted to since I picked her up. I- <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was, I didn't even know the UN had a gift shop, but I found out they did. And I'm like, we're going there and you're going to get your kids some flags. Yeah. But you have to like go through a massive security check to go into the right. gift shop, which was such a fun experience. Honestly, it was like an experience and I've never done it. So that was just fun to learn about. Um, got some flags. Yes. Saw the UN, took some pictures. And then we walked north and west, tell you. but mm-hmm. stayed on the east side to 63rd Street where a certain Sonia Morgan lives. Okay. What an exciting moment. Wait, Rebecca, what was going on with her townhome? Two things of note. One was the sign. For sale. For sale, which I had already been told by somebody else, and I'm sure you had said this to me too, that it goes up and down just It's on and off randomly all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other thing was her like windows were open. Well, the windows windows, weren't open, the blinds, the shades. Mm -hmm. And I'd Mm -hmm. never seen that. And I said that to you. I'm like, whoa, I've never seen it. And I've walked by more than once. (laughs) That was alarming. I was looking for pickles to see if she might be in there doing some dusting or something. Yeah. Or just like a wellness check, frankly. Yeah. Um, Harry Dubin, anything. I was looking for signs of life, but that was thrilling. And there was a QR code on the um, sign and we followed it. Do you remember the price? I want to say 7 million, but that sounds too little. Six or seven. Yeah. I thought, no, I think that's it. Was it 7 million? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the taxes were like 80 grand a year. Yes. Yeah. So that was interesting. And we took some pictures there. Those are in our reel, which is on our Instagram feed. Um, that was really fun. That was really fun yeah. to see and to be in that little spot. We walked by Bloomingdale's, which is a place we talk about a lot here. Well, it's where you almost got sugar babied. It is. It's Unfortunately, it's it was not. The land of missed opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. And then what did we do? Oh, wait. One thing about Sonia's place was you you told me to like look out for this, but it's literally she's oh, yeah. like set up connected, on, to. connected to the parking garage. Yeah. Where if you've watched it, it doesn't look like that at all. It looks like she's, you know, in between a few things, but it's literally like going to be people fighting to go into the parking garage right yeah. next to her open window um, at the front. So that was really strange. Like, I want to go back and watch some of those entrances yes. into her house to see like how they managed to do that. Yeah, because it's a very beautiful block 
but she really has the worst location on that block, which is so on yeah. brand for Sonia, like mm-hmm. to live on this very quaint street next mm-hmm. to the garage. <laughs> like, um, there you go. But oh, yeah, I have a question. Where did like the Alec Baldwin, it's like where in New York do they live? I mean, it like, depends. There's so many, I don't actually know where Alec Baldwin lives, but like a lot of people, a lot of people choose to have um, massive apartments in Dormium buildings so that people aren't walking by their brownstone and peeking right. in. Like Sarah Jessica Parker lives in a brownstone. And I have always thought that sounds very vulnerable. Um, so there's like very fancy buildings that have doormen and then you're going to be high up and you're going to probably, they're going to buy like one or two or three apartments on a floor, combine them so that it's as big as a brownstone house, Mm -hmm. but more insular and you don't have to interact so much with people. I don't know where he in particular lives. My guess would be it's something like that. It was wild to me that like, okay, I don't want this to happen to her, but she could just walk into her little area and somebody could walk in right behind her. I wasn't expecting that at all. I know. And like Taylor Swift lives in a house like that in Tribeca downtown in a like very cool area, but it is just kind of like your front door is right there. Now she has armed security all over the place and Mm -hmm. she's a bonafide celebrity. Yeah. Like, I don't know why she lives like that, honestly. Um, But I would say like really A-list celebrities live in buildings where they're not so reachable. But there are that like your, very important. you know, I don't know where Andy Co. I know he lives in the West Village, but I don't know if it's an apartment or house. I feel like it's Brownstone, um, but I'm not sure. What was next, Rebecca? Oh, I know where. What we did we do? Next. Where? We were walking again towards Bryant Park, NYU, something like that, right? Washington Square Park. Washington Square. Ah, but no, first we took the subway downtown. So yeah, we took the train and that also went smoothly. My favorite podcast is Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. And him and his co-host Monica talk about this burger that they get every time they're in New York at this place called Emily. And I've always wanted to try it, but it's kind of an out of the way neighborhood for me. I don't know. I've just never managed to do it. And then I saw it was very close to the comedy cellar where you and I were going to go. And I'm like, Melissa, we're getting this cheeseburger. And wow. Tell the people about the cheeseburger. So good. I mean, I don't even know what the whole deal was. It was on a pretzel bun. So right there, elevated. Mm -hmm. It was like a double- Yeah, there's a sauce. But you know what I kind of don't hate me for this. You know what I kind of wish we would have done? Tell me. Half burger, half pizza. Because their pizza looked so good. And oh, like we could have split it and then done I don't that. hate that at all. I thought you meant half pizza burger. Like oh, gosh, no. I'm like, Melissa, you've lost me. No, 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 no. Is That's, that a Florida thing? I was like, no, I hope not. I no, mean, no. it could be. I don't know. I want to go back and try the pizza because everyone around us was getting, well, people were, it was either pizza or burgers. That's what everyone mm-hmm. was getting. And the pizza does look amazing. And I've recently learned, um, or since then learned, it's a Detroit style pizza, which I've never had. Interesting. Square, kind of like. It looks so good. Thinner than Chicago, thicker than New York. Looked amazing. Mm-hmm. So the burger did not disappoint. So that was so fun. And delicious. And we were so full. So, so we full. like rolled over to um, Comedy Cellar, which was on your major bucket list. That was like the only thing I really wanted to go. And That's I right. would have told you to your face, if we can't go, it's totally fine. But I would have been no, I know. a little devastated. But I mm-hmm. messed that up myself. I, I didn't have, I, I don't know. Anyway, I tried to go a few years ago. It was a complete disaster. It was the only place again on my list. Um, but once again, we were able to, um, somebody helped us get tickets and we yep. were able to get in Yeah, and that was your first time in the comedy cellar, right? It was. 
It was. I've it's seen a so lot cool. of co- stand up in New York, but I've never mm-hmm. gone there. And it is, it's the iconic right place. It's like the Mecca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is the Mecca, and it's you know you see that little stained glass art piece saying the name right. hanging up on that wall, and you just realize think of all the things you've watched with that behind. Yeah, the, the stand up. It's so cool. Um, we had a great lineup. You knew more of the stand ups yeah. than I did, which isn't surprising. Well, I mean, really, I only knew Jim Norton. He was on there. And Ryan Hamilton. I recognized, Hamilton. oh, Ryan Hamilton. That's that's that who big. I wanted to see last time. I know. So I couldn't believe he was there. Like, it just, oh, I was just so excited. It was total redemption for my last trip. It and really he was, was. So good. Wasn't he great? So He's so funny. Good. My The big one for me was the guy named Greer. So funny. I'd yeah. never seen him anywhere. And mm-hmm. I've you've found some of his content after and sent it. And now like he's really someone I'm like looking for now. Like I, I found him so unique and like his perspective totally. and his voice work. I just I really liked him. But we almost had a situation. Rebecca, tell the people what the situation was. You want me to tell them? Well, I'm still recovering. Okay. I I felt like yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the Comedy Cellar is a very tiny venue, low ceilings. I mean, how many people, it was at capacity, and how many people could possibly have fit in there? A hundred? Oh, I don't even think that much. Unless I just didn't see it. Yeah, something like that. There's nobody there. And Mm -mm. the, the tables are lined up very close together. You've got a chair, your chair, and you're backing right up to one and one behind you. So you've got a chair to your side and your back, and then there's a table to your left, and they're just like crammed in. So we get airplanes are more comfortable. Agreed. Agreed. That's a good, right. Just to set the stage and we get seated. You don't just go in and choose your seat. You get seated in designated spots. So we were given our two seats and I gave you the one on the end kind of closer, just a little bit closer to the Mm -hmm. street. I mean, look, this was, this was Melissa's tour. So (laughs) you needed that seat. I took the second one. So I've got two people right behind me, but you only had me behind you because you were like the top of the table. And then this guy says, hey, tell me if I'm getting this wrong, because sure. it's kind of a blur, because I was oh, seeing and, red pretty quickly. And in my head, I created a whole situation. So go ahead. I'd like to hear and what you And in my head, happened. too, I've assigned him some traits I don't know that he had when I retold this to my family. But mm-hmm. I remember him saying something like, hey, since we're short and you guys are tall, what if we switched? Okay, so a little bit like that, but what I heard was, hey, you're really tall. I'm not going to be able to see around you. Can you switch with me and my wife? So I heard it never about him being short, but all of it being on me being freakishly tall. Um, Interesting. That could be what it was. I just kind of felt like he was maybe directing it at you, but sort of included me. And I was like, bro, I have many things. Tall is not one. Um, And I said, and, and, and you start immediately going into... Um, sure. Like I turn immediately and say, okay. And I would too, if it was directed at me, but I was just not having it. I just was like, not today. Neck. The way (laughs) it worked out was perfect. Cause as I turn around to tell him, yeah, sure. I look at your face. That was like, absolutely not. You saw the New Yorker. And there I found the courage. Yeah. I found the courage there. (laughs) No, I'm like, he is an a-hole and we're not moving. So I turned to him and I said, you know what, sir? This is like her trip to New York. This is the one thing she wanted to do. That's the seat she's going to have. (laughs) I know. And he's like, yeah, us too. And I'm like, 
it is what it is. And then I said something like, there's going to be a person on stage, not like a mouse. You're going to see them. It's yeah. going to be fine. And you're like, I can slump. I'm a really good sloucher. Look how small I can I'm be. And you're going. like shrinking <laughs> in your seat. And I'm like, be normal. Just sit in your space. Well, like, that's impossible. I can't do that. <laughs> I was that's like seething though. And I turned my back. So he's behind me and I'm like, God help me if he asks again. Then I had to stand up because he gets up and I'm like, he's going to the manager. I can feel it. I never I thought knew he, he was. No, I knew the minute. Where was he going to go? There's waiter and table service. Right. The only place he'd go is the restroom and he wouldn't have been going that furiously. And the woman he was with, don't you think she was embarrassed? Oh yeah. I felt yeah, bad for she her. She was pretty embarrassed. So he's going and I see him whispering. I'm like, oh, he's talking to the manager. And I was like, we are not moving. And so um, then the waiter comes and he's asking everyone for their order. And the lady that was with him, I was like, did your mm. husband want something? She's like, I don't know if he's coming back. And I'm like, mm. and then they got moved to another table. Yes. And there was part of justice. There was. And am I allowed to say that he was a very short man? He was yes. so short. He was a tiny, tiny person. Yep. Not a little person. I'm not making fun of anyone. No. But when I saw him stand up, I thought, you're just not a very nice person. And no. God knew that when he made you. And you know what else we both knew? He would never have done this to a man. I'm sorry. There's no way that guy would have said, sir, you're so much taller than me. Could you move? He wouldn't have. Here's the thing. If you looked at the guy that was sitting across from me, because the table's kind of like in a yes. U shape. So the person on the other side, that yes. guy was bigger than me. Absolutely. He was taller than me. Absolutely. And no one said no. boo to him. No, I, I know. And that's, I was so livid. So they get moved and I'm like, Melissa, they're in a side table and he's behind a column. <laughs> it was, it was just, good. And I don't want to cheer for people to I be do. miserable at that something guy, like that. I do. I know. I was it so was, mad. It was like embarrassing because I really don't go through my life thinking like I'm freakishly tall. But in that moment, he made me feel so bad about myself that I, I was like, him. I yeah, was so, so anyway, pissed. It was a couple times that he asked, though, because he oh, yeah, there wasn't was more. Just the, yeah, it yeah, wasn't. You're right. it was, once he saw that I was like kind of like maybe I would. He just was like, we're just not going to be able to see. And then he like did like a whole bob back and forth for me to see and that's when I was like sir there's no one on the stage right now when there is you'll see them they'll be standing up right and it is slightly elevated it's not like a high stage but it's like yeah it, this isn't a show of mice like I was I honestly don't there's there's no great seats unless you were in that first no, row that we weren't in right. like we were right behind that row visually it's yeah visually it's, it's just not it, it's challenging for anyone. And I right. was so uncomfortable in those seats because it's just not meant to be. No. You're there for like, you're not what, in a theater very style. Short. No, it, mm -mm. exactly. No. So no one's going to be just, but you're laughing and you're having such a good time. But anyway, so I was Rebecca. Absolutely. I was like, this is what New York is. Welcome yeah. to New York. That New Yorker rests in me and I reserve it for certain moments. And like, those are the ones it's like, you will not take something that is not yours, sir. And it's like, the, it's like the same thing that gets activated if it's about your kids. Like that's the feeling I oh, had. Yeah. The level of protection I had over you was just like mama bear mode. Like, mm -hmm. like I dared him to keep trying with my eyes. I know. I was like, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to have to pull Rebecca off of this tiny man. Hold my earrings, um, Melissa. <laughs> no, but, um, 
Unfortunately, that was not my first altercation of our trip. That's right. We forgot the night I before. Forgot. You're a magnet for uh, mm-hmm. altercations. Tell them what happened at Town Hall I the am. night before. So at Town Hall at Watch What Crappens, um, there's <laughs> bathrooms upstairs. And so like in the middle of the show where they were like, I, I'd watched the episode. So I absolutely knew, you know, when like the boring part was. So whenever right. they were talking about what's the one with all the like words on her shirts and stuff? Danielle. I always forget her name. Danielle. Danielle. When he, they started doing Danielle, I'm like, I'm going upstairs. Mount. Yeah. So um, to use the restroom. So I leave. And when I get up there, there's like individual bathrooms. And I hear this guy and he's like, <laughs> girl, get out of the bathroom. I know you're on your phone. But it was more like, hey, girl. So I couldn't quite figure out. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was an angry, hey, was girl. Was it girl or did he and, say the B word? Or did it oh, escalate the into the B but, word? Um, oh, okay. But it still sounded like hey girl yeah. at first. Because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I don't know. And like I'm in like, a Lizzo way. maybe people mm-hmm. talk like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like listening. And then he like keeps saying it. Then the girl swings the door open. And he's like, um, she wants to go to the bathroom. You need to get out of there. She pointing to me needs to go to the bathroom. First of all, he's in front of me. He very much needed to go to the bathroom before I did. And she's like, who did you call a B? Who did you call a B? And I was like, but at that point, somebody came out of the other bathroom. So I like ran into that one. When I come out, security is up there. Mm-hmm. They're talking to the girl and she, I don't know where the guy went. I think they escorted him out or something. But she points to me. She's like, she saw the whole thing. And I was like, I don't know. And I just like ran downstairs. <laughs> so I was like, I was just in my first kerfuffle. And um, got to witness another one with Rebecca the next day. So wait, I feel that's like so funny. Perfect. Also, we should say that it was a unisex bathroom. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. So that was the confusing. whole thing. Like, yeah, um, there was a women's room, but it was like way longer of a line and wait. So yeah, they had yeah, like yeah. different situations. And then I went to the bathroom later and had that confused look on my face. And the usher was like are you looking for the bathroom? There's one this way and one that way. So which one's easier to get to? And he's like, why don't you go downstairs? There was a situation in the one upstairs. I'm like, oh, no, my friend was a witness. <laughs> I was like texting you guys, but I was like, I don't know how to write all these words. And what if he takes my phone? And he's like, girl, you're in line. Get in the bathroom, girl. You're just on your phone. I was terrified. So anyway, it yeah. was it was oh, fun, man. though. Like I got I got my heart rate up and yes, I was you, doing great. It has to happen at least once in New York or you really didn't experience mm-hmm. it. Um, and, and it happened then, twice. That was the, actually the night I had the worst commute home. That was the only actual glitch in the whole experience. Matrix. Mm-hmm. I just, my train just, oh, it was just one of those nights on the subway that was really bad. And then my phone died and I was like in a neighborhood and I couldn't call an Uber. And that was all's well absolutely well. horrific. I was yeah. eating lemon heads while watching your text come <laughs> through. I was eating lemon heads and watching Vanderpump Rules while you're like, I think my battery's going to die. Yeah. I'm not off the train. It's still going. And I'm like, oh, good luck, girl. I know. And Rachel's <laughs> going, get out, get out at every stop. She's like, get out. And I'm like, no, I think I can like, I think I can press my luck and make it home. Mm-hmm. The next stop is mine. And the whole, all the stops on the board of the subway just change. Like it's just changing direction. Like that's wild. Skips my stop. This happens. This happens when there's service work or after midnight on weekends. It does not happen on weeknights. It was the weirdest thing. So I get out at the next stop. I call an Uber. Before it confirms that I'd gotten it, phone went dark. So now, as I told you, I didn't know if the Uber was coming to me or if it even went through or if I should be looking for like a yellow cab, of which there were none. Anyway, 
an Uber came for me. My phone was dead at that point. And I just got in hoping and praying this was mine. And it was, and he had a charger. So it was all good. But it took like an hour and a half to get home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that my was, trip was great, <laughs> but yours was perfect. Cause you, you just walked your little self to your perfect hotel. Yeah. Yeah. As it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, to Friday night, we saw the comedy and then that was it. I think that was it. Right. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. you went to yeah. the hotel. I went home and you flew home in the morning. Yeah. I got a bagel before I left. Cause oh, I was like, I'm going to be a big girl one more time. Yeah. Yes. That seems like the most in the best picture I took the entire time was of the stupid bagel. The most artistic <laughs> only thing is of this bagel as I'm leaving. I'm like, of That's course, perfect, Melissa, like a hot mess the entire time. Yeah. So anyway, it was so, so much fun. It really um, was. Yeah. It's one of those where I'm afraid to ever try it again because it, just it couldn't go better. thinking that, like, I do want you to come back and you will, and it'll be great. But this one I think was special. Mm. It'll be, it'll it stand was alone. really, yeah, it was perfect. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think anything super exciting happened outside of that it was just yeah. fun it was relaxing it I never felt stressed I know you did on your trip home but like that was it it just I, it was what I needed I really yeah you it, really it was did perfect. you gotta get away my husband yeah, yeah it was Good. it was really nice I wasn't responsible for anyone's anything so I loved it so good yeah mm-hmm. it was truly truly fun and um this was fun recording today yeah and Absolutely. tonight, I mean, by the time everyone hears this, it will have happened, but tonight is the uh, season finale of Vanderpump, and you will be live tweeting from Criminality Show. I will be I will. tweeting alongside you personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll chat about that in the next episode. Maybe not, but... Yeah, it'll be old news by It'll then, be old but, news by then, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, then we'll be buckling up for three parts of a reunion. So, I mean, I'm ready to, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm here for it all, but I'm like, let's, I'm let's here in the up. moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think after tonight I'll be like, okay, I, I have everything I need to know, but tonight feels like the most locked in. We haven't gotten much. We got like the one minute part of it, but like last week they gave us like seven minutes. I know this week we only have one minute. So we really have no idea what we're in store for. And I'm so excited. <gasps> Me too. And I'm supposed to go watch it live at a bar with our friend, Rachel. Yes. Cause she's cool and knows about things like this, but I'm yeah. already losing steam and it's at nine, but I think I should go cause they're treating it like a Super Bowl. Like people are gathering together to watch it. Honestly, I think that would be really cool. Like, so, that could be yeah, cool. if I was there and not by myself, I would do it, which I wouldn't yeah. do by myself. If you were here, we would definitely be going together. Yeah, for I sure. Wouldn't give you a choice in the matter, but, um, yeah, fair. Yeah, so happy uh, season finale. Happy season finale. Celebrates. And And happy um, trip. Thanks for sticking with us to hear all about a trip that none of you were at, but we thought of you. We did. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, thanks for listening today. You can find Melissa every Tuesday on her other podcast, Moms and Mysteries. And you can find Rebecca at RebeccaSebastian.com, created by Rachel. And amazing she did such a great job you have so many great pictures on there it's really i love your website and i love Thanks. mine but we're actually um updating it right now rachel and i because oh. i'm doing new things i gotta add an update so yeah watch this space, watch um, this space. <laughs> thanks everyone for listening you can follow us on instagram at criminality show um I mean, we're, we're almost to just Instagram. It's, <laughs> it's going very badly. I'm going to do Twitter tonight. TikTok, I just, I don't know that I have the personality for it. 
or like the momentum. Well, that's it's a just comfort like a because you have to be so thing. ahead of it. it. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you're doing it, the commitment it takes and the staying with the algorithm thing, it's like, I don't know. It's a There's lot. nothing worse than putting yourself out there and getting like 32 views. It Absolutely. is truly, it's great because no one saw you embarrass yourself, but also you're like, those Why 32 am I doing people this? need to yeah. take that to the grave. Right. So yeah, <laughs> right. that's where I'm at. Yeah. So yeah, just look at our website and follow us on Instagram. Uh, leave us a review. Yes, please If you do. enjoy the show, we appreciate that so much. Five and if you're still listening at this point, you enjoy the show. Yeah, 100%. Post two hours. Don't be shy. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks again. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.